Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Inside Access with Jason Lacanfora and Ken Wyman. Sponsored by Stevenson University Online. 105.7 The Fan. Hey, coming up in the next segment, we'll be taking your calls at 410-583-1057. But it's time now to go to the Ashley Furniture guest line, guest hotline, and talk to our man who looks at the film. It's Bobby DePaul, and Bobby DePaul joins us, of course, courtesy of the Bobby DePaul Charities. And those who support them, Bobby D, I always ask you, why this song? Well, if you like offense, you tuned into the into a great game to watch. It was a game of explosive plays and bombs being dropped from the sky. I smashed my popcorn box, and I'm sure a bunch of Raven fans had problems sleeping last night. So let's get to it yep. and talk some Ravens football, guys. Well, Bobby D, unfortunately, the bombs dropping in the fourth quarter were over the Ravens' head. Let's start with the Tyreek Hill 48-yard touchdown down uh, the seam on the right side to make it 35-28. What did you see on the film on that breakdown? Let me first start by quoting Dave Tobe from the Kansas City Chiefs, the top special teams coach in the National Football League, a guy I work with in Chicago for about six years and he was also John Harbaugh's assistant in Philadelphia before I recommended bringing him to Chicago. He told me this one day. He said, if it's happening, then you are coaching it. Mm. Too many times in the last couple of years, we have seen a meltdown occur in the fourth quarter by the Ravens defense and specifically by the overrated and highly paid secondary you know, screw, you know, total screw-ups. Yeah. So let's talk about the play. It was third and 10 from the Ravens' 48-yard line. Obviously, Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald dialed up some five-man pressure to bring a little heat. The five-man pressure in his mind was a three-deep soft man or zone blitz deep coverage because edge rusher Odapi Owe and linebacker Patrick Queen had zone drops with no man underneath coverage. Based off the tape, 
Kyle Hamilton was supposed to be playing the deep middle post. His golden rule in coverage is to stay deep and don't let anybody behind. Deep as the deepest, yeah. the coaching term used. Hamilton was looked off for some reason and out of position to help defend against Tyreek Hill, who was running a skinny post behind Hamilton for a Dolphins you know, touchdown. Cornerback Marcus Peters played outside technique on Hill to protect from a possible post corner route, thinking he had help inside by Kyle Hamilton. Hamilton was caught out of position, and Hill scored the big touchdown. Just so you know, whether it was man or zone, it doesn't matter to Hamilton. He plays the same technique, and he has the same rules. Bobby D, unfortunately, that wasn't the worst of it. Next drive, it was a 60-yard untouched touchdown uh, left side uh, to Tyreek Hill. What would you see there? Unfortunately for the Ravens, Murphy's law had already set in at this point because starting right cornerback Marlon Humphreys was out of the game and rookie fourth-round pick number five, Jalen Armour Davis, had to play. Remember, this was Jalen's first NFL game, and he was you know, coming back from a preseason injury himself, and he missed a lot of practice time and played no preseason games. So just keep that in mind. Based off the tape, it was another third-down situation, third and six on Miami's 40, you know, own 40-yard line. It looked like defensive coordinator Mike McDonald wanted to bluff or show a blitz loading, you know, loading up the box, mm-hmm. but only rushed four guys. The problem was somebody or a few people didn't understand the show blitz concept because nobody covered Tariq Hill running a go route, and there was nobody in the middle of the field. Why open up the deep middle of the field and bring no pressure? You don't do it. It makes no sense. So somebody or a few guys obviously missed their assignments. If you recall, earlier in the game, free safety Marcus Williams made a great interception, breaking off the hash and over the top in a cover two type coverage. To me, the technique that cornerback Jalen Armour Davis was using was very similar, you know, to that catch, mm-hmm. you know, cover two concept. After the play, on the you know, on the tape. And watching TV, guys, Marcus Williams looked directly yeah. at Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. So you guys can make up your minds who to blame. I think the Raven fans are just growing a little tired of all the secondary excuses. All right, Bobby. Well, help me make sense of this. So they get rid of Wink, who was braggadocious and a big personality and blitz happy. They go the complete other way. Replace him with a young guy, just starting out. He's zone happy. He doesn't want to concede what happened yesterday, yet it happens again. Like, how can it be the same bleep show? How can this be, Bobby D? Maybe our super producer, Stone, can pull up what I said in our preseason wrap-up segment from just a few weeks ago. Last year, the Ravens cut down to five players at this position, and now, this year, it's two. I think that says it all. They didn't have anybody that was worthy to keep. And trust me, you don't cut guys who you think can rush the passer, yeah. especially when you are short on the numbers, guys. This is very close to the incompetence category to me. Totally mind-boggling, guys. All right, Bobby. Well, it seems like uh, we should probably start right there. You know, what are the common traits? The lack of pass rush and secondary blown coverage assignments. We just talked about the coverage issues. I don't 
knows who, and I really don't know who whose idea it was to try and get through the first half of the season by going so thin and keeping so few edge rushers, you know, on the mm-hmm. active 53, you know, on the roster and practice squad. But we are starting to see the results of those decisions. Let me give the fans a few stats. The Ravens' defense in the fourth quarter is ranked 32nd in the National Football League in total TD passes with five. The Ravens' defense in the fourth quarter is ranked 32nd in the National Football League in TD interception ratio with five TDs, no interception. The Ravens' defense in the fourth quarter is ranked 32nd in the National Football League in total sacks with zero. The Ravens' defense in the fourth quarter is ranked 29th in the National Football League in opposing quarterback rating with a rating of 125.5. The Ravens' defense is ranked 26th overall in the National Football League in sack percentage at a 3.5% production rate. The NFL average is just about twice that at 6.4%. A stat I keep myself is total quarterback hits combined with total quarterback sacks per week. You heard me talk about Mm -hmm. this last year. Against Miami, the Ravens combined for a total of three. Justin Houston had one sack and one quarterback hit. Justin Matabuke had one quarterback hit. I bring this up because last year the Ravens had two games with a combined total of three. Week two against Kansas City, week 18 against Pittsburgh. One, One game, they had a combined total of one, and that was week 14 at Cleveland. So yesterday's pressure performance ranks as bad as last year's Worst performances. Somewhere, former Ravens great defenders Ed Reed, Terrell Suggs, and Ray Lewis are steaming mad because players like them owned the fourth quarter, especially when they had you know that big lead mm-hmm. at the bank. Bobby DePaul, let's get back to Adafi Owe. Looks like a totally nothing through two weeks. No sacks, no hits. Any nuance we're missing that shows up on film? Any way to generate more of a pass rush? Yeah, I'm glad you asked this question because I went back and looked at the Jets and used them as a comparison to the Ravens' defensive front for a pass rush. In general, teams have eight down linemen in a 43 scheme or a combination of eight pass rushers and a 3-4 scheme when you combine the interior defensive linemen and outside linebackers dressed on Sundays. Yesterday, the Ravens had eight, three outside linebackers and five defensive linemen dressed. Right now, the only guy producing of the top three edge rushers is Justin Houston. Odafe Owe is a real big disappointment. And you're right, a total nothing burger. And to make matters worse, Owe isn't making, you know, any plays defending the run either. In the very first series yesterday, Miami's fullback, Alec Ingold, knocked Owe flat on his back. I I posted that on for everybody to see on Twitter. Owe is not real instinctive guy right now. That's what it looks like on tape. I think the interior defense alignment has exceeded my expectations, but tapered off yesterday compared to week one against the Jets. The pitch counts were a big problem yeah. for the edge rushers after outside linebacker, you know, Stephen Means got hurt. He only had one play, mm-hmm. and it kept Houston and OA on the field for most of the game and got them definitely exhausted. The Ravens need to have four edge rushers moving forward. As of right now, they don't even have three to help with the pitch counts. The Ravens will talk about Malik Harrison helping the rest Houston at OA, but he is not an edge rusher. And in the fourth quarter, you know, that's when you need him. The Jets' pitch counts are low. 
to the Ravens. You know, everybody is below 50%, in some cases a lot lower. Ravens pitch counts are not sustainable, especially Justin Houston and Khalil Campbell at 33 and 37 years old, respectively. Listen to these playtime percentages. Oway, 82%, not even producing. Houston, 69%. Campbell, 63%. Matabuke, 51%. Washington, 49%. Pierce, 35%. Why he went down, I don't know. He played great last week. Urban, 31%. Means, 1%. Trust the numbers. I wanted to say trust the sub, you know, trust the science, but I didn't want to piss anybody off. <laughs> All right, Bobby, other side of the ball. What the hell's wrong with the run game? I absolutely love Lamar Jackson, you know, in his honesty. Lamar did me a favor, you know, he did me a favor with this question because after the game yesterday, he said, the Ravens are in a new era. Stop living in the past. We have moved on. What he meant to say is we don't have the talent we used to have around here. Just a couple of years ago, when I was the league MVP, we don't have the hogs to play a smash-mouth style running game. Lamar Jackson answered this question yesterday. Now, let me explain it to you guys further. Go back to uh, 2019 and look at the starting offensive line compared to today. Yeah. Healthy Ronnie Stanley at left tackle, Orlando Brown at right tackle, Pro Bowl Marshall Yonda at right guard, a healthy Nick Boyle at wide tight end. To get, you know, today, the Ravens have no wide tight end dressed on Sunday. I said this two years ago. Fullback Patrick Ricard is the best wide blocking tight end on the roster, so use him and find another fullback to help block in the running game or get Nick Boyle back. The Ravens are playing with backup type players at both offensive tackles right now. I love what Patrick McCarry did yesterday. He played great. Maybe the arrow's going up for him at left tackle. The Ravens use a slow-footed offensive tackle as the wide tight end in their goal line package, Daniel Falele. Ben Powers used to be that guy in the, in the goal line situation at wide because he can fire off the ball. He and, and you know he's proven he can. Do yes. It. This guy Daniel, you know Daniel hasn't proven he can do it. Another footnote: the Ravens don't have a starting caliber running back on the roster. It's piecemeal. Yep. Defensive coaches will go to town on the way they use their running backs. Here's one example. Number 43, Justin Hill played 21 snaps yesterday. He only had three rushing attempts. He is used for blitz pickup because the other guys haven't proven they can do it. Bobby D., let the people know about Bobby DePaul Charities and those who support him. ID Technologies, Dell, and Ruckus Networks are proud to support Bobby DePaul Charities, a means to provide help to kids who struggle from unexpected hardships. Together, this team is committed to giving back while helping deliver world-class wireless network solutions to federal agencies who need to be able to seamlessly connect over secure and reliable Wi-Fi networks. Visit www.idtech.com forward slash the fan to download our free wireless stress test report showing how the ruckus Wi-Fi cl- uh, cloud managed access points outperformed its competitors. September is, is Spinal Cord Injury Awareness Month. So when you visit the ID Tech website, please scroll down and look for the Walking with Anthony Foundation link, you know, to donate to these kids so they can help pay for their rehab. Bobby awesome D, stuff, buddy. Awesome. Everybody go to at Bobby DePaul, at Bobby underscore DePaul as well. He's got more on this game on his Twitter. He's a must follow. Yes. Bobby D, thanks as always. We'll talk Friday. Okay, guys. Have, have a great evening. You yes. too, brother. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.